Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. It is now time for a beef market update with Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Ann, how are you? I am good today, Sean. Okay. Well, how good are the cattle markets? What's happening from a price perspective? Well, a little bit of everything, which just seems to be what a guy gets these days. Um, U.S. market up and Alberta market down. So in the U.S., uh, most of the trade is in the north. Uh, one to two higher, I think, is how it'll finish. 125 with a few up to 126. Not much traded in the south yet. A few at 122, but basically that would be steady to one higher as well. Uh, whereas here in Alberta, um, four lower on the dressed market, 273 delivered. So that'll bring our average down to closer to that 162, and I think when all the the dust settles. So, so with that move, Sean, what happens when you've got U.S. up and local down is our basis narrows. It's still a plus eight, but two weeks ago it was nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And historically speaking, that 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 nine. Where is that relative to the, the five-year average? Oh, normally we'd be you know sub par, so we'd be you know whether two, three, four under. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're, so we're, still, still a strong basis, don't get me wrong, but a big change in a short period of time. How do you, you know, a lot of times I ask you about the bearish and bullishness when it comes to, you know, the, the futures prices and things like that. But when it comes to the basis, what, what's your read on that in the go forward then? Do we, do we slide lower or can we hold here at this plus nine? Well, I, I do think Canadian packers are going to want to do everything in their power to make sure supply stays here. So one of the best ways to send that message to your cattle feeder um, suppliers is in a strong basis environment. Now, does it have to be this strong? You know, I guess that's what we said earlier on is why is it this strong? But it, I think basis levels can stay stronger just because the supply in Western Canada and Canada as a whole, I guess, through the rest of 2021 is going to tighten up. The other They're going to want to keep them here. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing we've seen is the cutout coming down. Sure. So this uh, last night, 307 on the choice in the U.S., that's down 19 from a week ago. And the previous week, if you were listening uh, or watching the, the reports from a week ago, it was down 12 uh, the week before that. So it's certainly come off of its highs a few weeks ago. That's normal. That's seasonal. But it's coming down from some pretty inflated levels. We're beginning of July next week. Uh, we're, we're probably even buying post Labor Day now for some of those big purchasers. Yes. Yeah. So this is, like I say, very seasonal. This is what's to be expected. And the other thing we're all going to be watching closely, I mean, demand has been phenomenal, but, you know, wholesale prices up. So our retail prices, do we see some sticker shock start to set into the consumer sentiment later this year? Uh, I went grocery shopping last week. Uh, there's sticker shock. Like Already okay. No, you, you, you wow, yeah. and you yeah, know, I still bought that tenderloin, but it was just like wow. We like we need to eat this slower and really enjoy it, just not gulp it. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, you, you'd have yeah. to think so, especially um, you know, depending on where you are from an economic standpoint. As we've seen a bit of a diversion of people within Canada and the U.S. Exactly, uh, you know, people people doing really well during this period, and some people not doing so well. Exactly. Um, uh, slaughter rates. That, that that no no other way to describe it. But wow. 
Yeah, we've talked about this all year, and this is exactly what needed to happen after 2020, is we needed to get cattle processed in both countries, but this is the Canadian data. You know, last week we had the in Western Canada the largest fed slaughter for the year and the second largest uh, nationally. So good levels. Uh, we continue to run at levels, and we're, we're current. Our cur- and what, one of the ways that helps tell us if we're current or not, is carcass weights. So last week's weight on steers nationally here in Canada down to 866 pounds. That's down 16 pounds from the previous week, and they're now 15 pounds off of last year. But, of course, those were inflated weights, you know, in 2020, a year ago. A couple things I think worth noting, too. Grass conditions in, in Canada, well, in fact, the entire western United States. Mm-hmm. It, boy, it's a concern for the rancher. It is. And I think that's, you know, one of the reasons we're hearing talk and seeing signs of uh, some early movement, um, especially in parts of the U.S. of uh, grass cattle moving to market earlier. I think that could easily be a trend here in Western Canada as we go forward. And the other thing we're starting to see a little bit of, Sean, is some some forward selling of fall delivery calves. You know, the market's been strong on feeder cattle and calves. And so some guys are saying, you know, let's let's take advantage and, and pre-sell some calves. So for numbers, just in the last couple of weeks, Sean, between five and 600 pound uh, steer calves for you know, mostly October delivery, uh, depending on where you are in Western Canada, 225 to 235. So definitely levels that would have been higher than where we were a year ago, for sure. What about feed yard profitability right now? Well, the, you know, with our trade at 162 or in the low to mid 160s in Western Canada, those cattle are actually, you know, again, depending on when they were bought and what, you know, when the when the barley was bought, what, what the costs are. But on average, those cattle would be at the black. So mar- not big, not big margin, but at least we're back on the right side of that margin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, trade data that that came out. Um, well, about ten or I guess two weeks ago, what was in there that sort of caught your eye? Well, a couple of things. Certainly, that live trade piece. Um, the the same pattern is evolving, and in a nutshell, that means fewer cattle are leaving Canada on a live basis, and there's more feeder cattle coming into Canada. So just, um, you know, year to date, we've got fed cattle exports, uh, the Southeast steer and heifer exports for slaughter to the U.S. are down 8%. Feeder cattle exports are down 40%, but feeder cattle imports into Canada from the U.S. are double last year. So we're sitting by the end of April at 135,000 head have come north. Wow. That's yeah. That is amazing. Uh, so it tells you what's going on though. From a couple of things, feed cost um, compared to feed cost between southern Alberta and Nebraska, right? Yeah. And I, Lindsay and I talked about this two weeks ago. Um, it, that is that is one piece, and that strong basis. When you've got strong basis, uh, and you had the highest prices in Western Canada for for all of North America, that tends to draw feeder cattle to it too. Well, and the thing is, is Canadian cow herd has not exactly been going to the positive direction and so it's like okay well i guess we'll just use my we'll just sort of claim that montana is is ours and those cattle just been coming north like crazy yeah but again i have a very strong uh, reminder about that that um that the border thinness of the border because depending on market influences cattle and beef should uh, flow to where the best money is right Thin for cattle, but not for people to go down to Montana to camp. Let's just we can, we can put it that way. Hey, Ann, okay. this has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining us here this week. Okay, have a good weekend, Sean.